Thank you for listening to the Lake Murray Baptist Church podcast. Lake Murray Baptist Church is a Southern Baptist church located in Lexington, South Carolina. My name is David Sons, and I serve as the family and discipleship pastor here at the church, as well as the host of this podcast. Our hope is that this podcast would be a resource for our members who are seeking to live out their faith in Jesus Christ in their everyday lives. We want to use this platform to exalt Jesus and equip the members of Lake Murray to be the church where they live, work, and play. Welcome to this episode of the Lake Murray Baptist Church Podcast. Thanks for listening. Today, our guest is Lead Pastor, Senior Pastor Josh Powell for another edition of our Behind the Sermon. Started this, I guess, uh, after our last sermon series in Luke chapter 15. And this past week, we wrapped up a sermon series in the book of Ruth. And so wanted to talk through uh, maybe just some things that expand on some things that we taught through in Ruth and maybe get to some things that maybe we weren't able to get to in the sermon time. So Josh, thanks for being here, bud. Absolutely. Happy to. So we've been walking through most of the year 2020, uh, these great chapters in the Bible. And so we took a little bit of a diversion from that into the book of Ruth. And so I just kind of wanted to get your thought process or kind of what was on your heart as you thought about preaching through the book of Ruth, kind of taking uh, four weeks to, to teach through this book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I felt like uh, as we worked through the great chapters, that served us really well. And I, uh, that'll be something I believe we'll continue to mm-hmm. use and come back to, um, to be able to dive into some of those uh, passages in Scripture that are sometimes more difficult to get to, especially in, in here at Lake Murray, where our commitment is to preach through verse-by-verse verse expositionally. So I like that, and it served us well. At the same time, I— uh, I've just really wanted to do Ruth for mm. a while. Yeah. And and I felt like we were at the right place and right time. The themes that are in Ruth are themes that I believe are really pertinent every day, all the time, of course, with our life. But especially now, as we continue to be in, you know, a situation in society uh that is kind of in flux and maybe even causing some fear and other things. So I felt like the the themes that Ruth carried with it were just vitally important for us to hear again. The older I get, the uh the more I, I realize in preaching, um my tendency early was to uh was to uh take the the passage and try to explain it well and mm-hmm. make sure everybody knew that I knew what I was talking about. And the older I get, the more, man, I just I just want to preach Jesus. Yeah. And I'm fully committed, and we are here as a staff, that that, that comes from every passage in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so Ruth was a place I felt like that the themes would work for us, and we could demonstrate again how Christ is supreme over all of creation, and that means over every single passage in the Word of God as well. Yeah. Ruth is this really small book, and I like you. I know we talked about this before you were preaching, and I, I've always kind of been drawn to the book of Ruth, really just more and more in the last few years, because I do think, like you said, and we'll talk about this in just a minute, just these themes that come out in the book of Ruth that I think are uh, extremely relevant to the day and age that we live in. And so it's this small book kind of sandwiched in between the book of Judges, the book of First Samuel, um, 
It's an interesting book in the sense that it's one of the two books named after a, a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And and the only book in the Old Testament named after a non-Jew. Mm-hmm. And and so I think we see some of those things kind of give us a clue as to some of those major themes that you talked about in the book of Ruth. And so as we've preached through this, as you've read through this, as you've kind of walked back through it as a church, what are some of those major themes in the mm-hmm. book of Ruth that we've seen kind of stand out? Well, I think like... Uh, like the other book in the Bible um, that is named after a woman, Esther, uh, the book of Ruth demonstrates the sovereignty of God in mm-hmm. a unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we, we see it throughout. So at the beginning, there's clear that, that God's the one who's caused the famine in the land. Mm-hmm. It's written during the time of the judges. And there was constantly, God was judging the nation for their, for their sinfulness. And so... God's the one that calls that. God's the one who brought bitterness to Naomi. She she says this, and she puts that in in God's hands. And then, of course, God's the one who visits uh, Judah again. God's the one who um, where Ruth happens into the field of Boaz, and so we recognize. And Boaz says, "This is God who's brought you here." So you see, and I think I mentioned that in one of the sermons. It's almost like that split screen that we mm-hmm. watch the TV with. So you see. The, the actions of Naomi, Ruth, Boaz, and the others. And at the same time, we see that the Lord is orchestrating all of this behind. So the yeah. sovereignty of God is just evident throughout this book. It's on every verse. It's in every, every particular nook and cranny of it. So then the second part is how that uh, allows the characters to take extreme, what I think are risks. Yeah, and I really, I, to be perfectly honest, I really like that. Uh, there was a book written, um, or, uh, that I got when I got first called into the ministry, not long after, just called it was called "Do Hard Things," mm-hmm. and and um, I don't even know if I read the book. I just love the title. Yeah, and the idea of like as, sometimes a good title can tell you in you know a sentence what the book is about exactly and i think that's exactly right it's from then on even after reading the title i was like that's exactly what we should do we should do hard things and yeah. then i think i also mentioned one time you know william carey in his uh missions and where he says you tempt great things for god expect great things from god what you see in the book of ruth is you see people taking major risks with their with their life and where they're going cuz you have this backdrop of the sovereignty of god and yeah. so uh, we call them risks, but in reality, it's trusting in the God who's in control. So we're going to do big things. We're going to take big steps in our life. We're going to do stuff that seemingly to the world almost looks foolish. Yeah. And I think Christians lose sight of that. I think we get comfortable in where we are and what we have. Uh, during this quarantine time, during this mm-hmm. pandemic, I've said several times, that predictability is at an all-time low, and I think that's thrown most of us for a loop. Yeah, we like to think, "Here's what I'm going to do today." Here's what we got our calendar set, and we realize that everything can change in a moment. Just this week, our kids go back to school, and and all of us know that in next week or the next that could be canceled again, and we have to readjust everything we do. We just we don't know uh, what's coming next, so it it's kind of caused us to recognize that we've got to trust in the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And we've got to depend upon him for everything. Um, and so that idea uh, of of risk, I think, is something that we as believers need to say, 
you know what? We we can we can trust the Lord and we can do big things with our life and we can make big decisions and we can do what may seem crazy mm. or nonsense to the world. Uh, the other the other one I love and and, and there's others, but I love the, the kindness that you see yeah. in this book. I mean, Ruth's statement to Naomi is incredible. Boaz's commitment to to Ruth and how he handles her is just. It's so it's 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 refreshing in what you see. Um, I think Boaz becomes a beautiful picture of what a godly man looks like as mm-hmm. he cares for Ruth, he watches over her, he looks after her, he's willing to sacrifice himself, his land, his property to right. to to do these things. And it's just such a good picture of kindness. And so God's sovereignty, when he's in control and we trust him allows us to take big risks with our life because we know he's got us and he's never going to let us go. And it allows us to be kind. We don't have to beat anybody up to get what we're looking for and longing for. You know, that that whole idea that we oftentimes live on, you just got to work your way up the ladder and you step on whoever it takes to get there. We don't have to do that. We can be kind in the process because God is watching over us and providing for us. Those are just a few themes that no, I think I are think huge. No, I, I've struck by all of those. I think all of those have kind of been brought out in the sermon series, just this idea of the providence of God, the sovereignty of God, that God is in control. And you see that really throughout all of the actions of the book of Ruth, uh, that even in seeming moments where the characters in the story may not recognize what God is doing, uh, really by the time you get to the end of the book of Ruth, you see that God has orchestrated all of these things throughout the book so that his promise that he made all the way back right mm-hmm. to, to Abraham in Genesis 12 and the people of Israel would would stand even mm-hmm. through these you know difficult circumstances uh, and then you do see kindness right the the kindness of the characters one to another the kindness of Ruth to Naomi the kindness of Boaz towards Ruth and ultimately you see the kindness of God in mm-hmm. all of in each and every yeah, one of those yeah. relationships. Uh, and, and I do think, you know, uh, another kind of major theme that we see is that when you are confident in the providence of God, you're confident in the plan of God, it allows us, it frees us up from the fear of trying to be comfortable, you know, of having to not not risk anything, mm-hmm. right? But even in our riskiness, we're, we're willing to be kind. I think another kind of major theme, and uh, this kind of leads into the next question, is the idea of redemption, uh, you see the the theme of redemption over and over and over. I think uh, Tom Schreiner, uh, in his commentary on Ruth, talks about that more than 20 times in the book of Ruth, in just four short chapters, there's language around the idea of redemption. Uh, specifically, you see in the kinsman redeemer of Boaz redeeming Ruth. But ultimately, all of these things are kind of meant to point us to the ultimate redemption uh, that Christ will offer, the, the Messiah, the one who comes through David's line. Um, and I think sometimes that can get missed in in the way that we read Ruth, in the way that we have perhaps heard Ruth preached in the past. And I thought you did a really good job this past Sunday talking about the correct way or a Christocentric way that we approach not only Ruth, but really the Old Testament as a mm-hmm. whole. And so can you kind of expand on that? Like maybe the the way that maybe we've kind of incorrectly approached Ruth in the past and the and the 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 correct way for us to read it in a way that that gives, I think, uh, credence to this theme of redemption that runs through the whole book. Yeah, so when we when we see preaching discussed, even even mentioned in the in the New Testament, you know, Paul says it's him we proclaim, speaking of Christ. You know, so so Paul Paul says when we preach, we proclaim Christ. Now, mind you, 
Paul was actually writing the New Testament during his life. So when he preached, he was referring to the Old Testament. Right. It's him we proclaim. Or when he says, we preach nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. So we as Christian pastors have to consider that Paul's saying every time he preaches, it's Jesus we proclaim and it's his crucifixion for us. And what what happens, I think, the easy way to preach and and um, the easy way to go at a text, especially in the Old Testament, mm. is just to kind of make it into this moral lesson. I think I mentioned that. It's like, so be like Boaz or right. be like David or, uh-oh, Bathsheba. Don't be like David. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so everything's like, don't do this, do this, be like this, be like that. And I think when we do that, um, it's like one of my preaching professors, we just simply become a Jewish rabbi. Yeah, It's the way they would handle it because they don't see a Messiah that is Christ. And so I don't think that's the way the text is meant. I think the text is meant to point us to Jesus as its ultimate thing. So as a pastor, you're, you, you look at the beauty, you know, uh, I heard one, one guy explain that, you know, you walk into a room um, that is, that has all these ornate, you know, uh, kind of things carved, and you have these these little things that have been made. The artists have done, and it's beautiful. And he has this huge window that looks out over the Swiss Alps, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're staring at these little carved images, and goes, "Wow, that's beautiful!" And you're missing the whole panorama yeah. of what is out there in yeah. God's creation, right? And so we kind of get lost in the detail sometimes when when I think the job of the preacher is to point the people to the panorama of redemption and how Mm -hmm. glorious this is. And so when we look at the Old Testament, we want to say, him we proclaim, we preach nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And in Ruth, that just jumps off the pages. And so we're we're preaching one who has a greater love for us than 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 Ruth had for Naomi. We're preaching one who who is greater than Boaz, who sacrificed his inheritance, his money, everything he had to redeem Naomi and Ruth. We're preaching one who's greater than that. We're preaching one who gave more than Boaz gives. You know what I'm saying? We're preaching the one who is Christ, who has come for us. And what you're trying to do is, it's not just be like Boaz or be like Ruth, although they're great people to emulate. It's look to Christ who's greater than all. He's the one who's come to redeem you. And so Ruth is just like we miss it so often because the minutia of the detail kind of wears us out. Yeah. Um, from Genesis 3.15 when he says the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent, we are constantly from that point on looking for the serpent crusher. Right. And we recognize that it's going to come from this, this line that comes from the woman. And so all of the Old Testament is about that line. Really, the book of Genesis is a is a old-fashioned genealogy. It just kind of lists, then this one was born, and then this one, and then this one. You have Genesis, Genesis 5 that lists 10 generations, and you get to Noah, and you stop, and you tell the story of Noah because he was an important figure. And then, mm-hmm. then you list out all the, the nations that come out after Babel, and you stop, and you tell the story of Abraham because he was an important figure. And then you tell the story of Isaac, although that's shorter. And then you tell the story of Jacob. He was important. Then you tell the story of Jacob's children. And so it's this genealogy, this line that's coming. And when you're you're when you're left off there in Genesis 49, when Jacob blesses them, you know from Judah is going to come the one who will reign. Right. The serpent crusher's coming from him. 
And so Ruth just pops in there with this statement at the end. This is the father of Obed, Obed the father of Obed was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Then it gives that, that genealogy that connects Judah's child, Perez, with David. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Ruth and Boaz, it wouldn't happen. And yeah. so it just become, kind of becomes this huge panoramic vision of not just the kinsman redeemer that Boaz was and how he redeemed us, but how this is the story of redemption for all mankind, for yeah. all of history. It's good. No, I, I think that idea that the Old Testament obviously is God's working among the people of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. But even here in Ruth and really throughout the Old Testament, if you kind of have eyes to see, you see that God's redemptive plan was for all nations, mm-hmm. right? He tells Abraham in Genesis 12, I'm going to make you a great nation. And, and through that nation, I'm going to bless all the nations on the earth. And here in Ruth, we see not only God's redemption of the characters in the story, not only God's plan to redeem the Jewish people, but really God's ultimate plan to redeem all the nations on the earth through the line of Ruth and Boaz. Mm -hmm. Ruth is a Moabite woman, right? She is a Gentile woman. Uh, And we see that God's uh, plan includes the redemption of, of the Gentiles. Um, I, I don't. I think it's interesting. One of the things is just kind of researching the book of Ruth. Uh, Ruth uh, becomes one of the five books that's read uh, throughout the Jewish fe- the, throughout the regularly throughout the Jewish festivals throughout the year, uh, and the Jewish people would actually read Ruth as a part of the Feast of Weeks, mm-hmm. right? Which was fifty days after Passover, also known as Pentecost, mm-hmm. right? And so at the Pentecost celebration in Acts chapter two, where the spirit falls, right? And we have the, 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 the disciples going out from the upper room to preach at Pentecost, which ultimately is kind of the beginning of the gospel going forth from Jerusalem out into the world. The, the people would have been reading from the, from the book of Ruth, right? The Jewish people would have been reading from the book of Ruth, which points us to God's kind of ultimate plan of redemption for all the nations, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that that's a piece here that we can't miss, right? That God has intended not only to redeem the characters in the story, but that Ruth is a missionary text in a sense, right? It is God uh, early on in the Old Testament showing his plan to bless the entire world through the coming of Christ, through the line of David. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, we you talk about genealogies. I think genealogies are, again, one of the things sometimes in our scripture reading that we're tempted to just kind of breeze past, right? To just kind of read quickly and go, okay, these are a bunch of names, most of which I don't know. Uh, but how important genealogies are to uh, revealing the promise of God uh, that he has faithfully, providentially kept throughout the generations, uh, and when you arrive in Matthew's genealogy, right? Matthew gives a genealogy of Jesus, the first thing that he does in the Gospel of Matthew, right? You find four women in the genealogy of Jesus. And some of them are the ones you just mentioned, Rahab, Tamar, Ruth, and then uh, uh, the Bathsheba, who's referred to as the wife of Uriah the Hittite. And through each one of these Gentile women, God is doing this great work uh, to show that not only is he redeeming the Jewish people, but he is set out to redeem all the nations on mm-hmm. the earth. Yeah. It's it's interesting that not only uh, it's fascinating how the Bible elevates women, mm-hmm. first of all, yeah. because women wouldn't have been considered in the genealogy, but here they are. Um, and then not only that, each one of those ladies of uh, Tamar was a Canaanite. Um, Ruth, of course, was a Canaanite. Moabite. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I was coming to Moabite. Uh, uh, Rahab was a Canaanite, and then 
all accounts, Bathsheba was a Hittite, just like Uriah. So you have these ladies in the genealogy that are from the nations. Mm. And so we have to remember that throughout the Old Testament, it was never the intention, I believe, of God just to redeem the Jews. Mm. Uh, it was stated with Abraham, you know, that from you the nations will be blessed. And that's right. what Galatians 3 says, the nations will be blessed from Abraham. So it was there. And then it, then it's these, these, these places like Ruth all throughout the Old Testament that show that God has every intention to include the Gentiles. Um Traditionally, there's been some theologies and other things that believe that the Gentiles are a plan B, an option. And, and the scriptures just do not testify to that. From the beginning, the mm-hmm. nations were included. Yeah. Ruth proves that, and I think I said this the, the last Sunday, that Jesus comes even from Gentile blood. Yeah, right. Um, that it's not just Jewish blood. And so he's flowing coming from Gentile Jesus. blood, right. and he's going to save the nations. The nations yeah. run through his blood, and he will redeem the nations. So his... Him being the kinsman, he's not just kinsman to the Jews, he's kinsman to the nations. Yeah, that's good. And 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 by the way, Boaz's mother in the genealogy is Rahab. Right. And so here's Boaz, whose mother was a Canaanite. And so here, here, you know, in this whole line here, you have this clear picture that Jesus has Gentile blood in him. Yeah. And he's not just coming to redeem the Jews, he's coming to redeem the nations. Yeah. And so he's the kinsman of the nations, which is especially the first two chapters of Ruth, and I think even throughout several times it reminds us Ruth the Moabite. It keeps that right. tagline on there, and and um, because the Moabite the Moabites were just enemies of Israel. I mean, right. there was some major issues with the with with the Moabites and 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 what they went through with Israel, um, trying to deceive them, trying to. The Lord used them to to punish Israel in in judges. Uh, so even even the birth of um, Moab was was um, not one that was pleasant. And so still yet God has some within them like Ruth to redeem. And so just an incredible picture of like I said, like like you said, of God's redemption here that is seen in Ruth. Yeah. No, and I I think that's an important piece and one that I think you did a really good job of drawing out uh, even in our sermon series uh, that it is the the, Jesus is the kinsman of of the nations. Right. And it's the he has the blood of the nations running through his veins. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's that blood that ultimately saves the nations, redeems the nations. And Ruth is a text that points us to that that great redemption. So, Josh, appreciate your time today. Thankful for yeah, your faithfulness absolutely. to preach uh, through the book of Ruth and, uh, and just thankful for you. Yeah, man. Thank you. And a special thank you to you, the members of Lake Mary Baptist Church, and to all of our listeners. Remember, this podcast and the other ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church are brought to you by the generous tithes and offerings of our church membership. To give to the ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can follow the link in the description. For more information about Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can always visit our church website, www.lakemurraybc.org. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. By subscribing, you'll be notified whenever a new pod is posted. We hope that you'll join us again next time as we seek to live in light of the gospel in the places where God has placed us for his glory, our joy, and others' good.